0: yo 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 what's going on it's your boy matt st jack back at it again with the white vans except no white vans as always but back at it again with another awesome episode of anime talk welcome to the show everyone um Appreciate you guys giving me that hiatus week last week. For those of you who don't know, and I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about my personal life. Not that, again, I don't know who cares or whatever, but your boy just closed on a house. I um, Appreciate all the congratulations I've gotten in the Twitter community from some of the podcasts that I've worked with or worked with. Um, so I appreciate that. But uh, this past week, I was moving in, trying to get everything situated, and I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to record an episode hindsight being 2020 i probably should have recorded an episode beforehand but the procrastinator in me didn't allow me to do it i mean for goodness sakes like i ended up i ended up packing up everything like the night before i actually moved out of my apartment into the house so yeah so planning ahead was not my thing on this one um but i say all that to say appreciate you, like I said, rocking with me. Um, and, you know, I mean, I wasn't able to put out an episode last week, but I'm doubling up this week, guys. So we're going to have two episodes that actually come out tonight. Um, well, I guess by the time that this episode actually drops, it'll be Monday morning um, or it'll be, yeah, Monday morning at midnight. But of course, um, the big thing about this first episode is I want to make sure that I hit on the fact that this episode is going to be based off of Memorial Day. Um, so, not Memorial Day, just in the sense of military, I will kind of talk a little bit about um you know obviously give some love to some some past military members talk about a little bit about what the day is actually about um the meaning behind it, um but we're gonna be talking about um until we meet again heroic sacrifices of anime characters um not that is not to degrade or say that real military lives and things like that don't matter, obviously, for those of you who know um Who have listened to the show before you know that i myself am am a veteran um i served for seven years so um yeah so i'm not i'm never going to downplay that whatsoever this is just again just an anime take on um some heroic sacrifices of anime characters um but like i said i'll go into that a little bit later but that's the title of this episode and just give you a little bit of backstory about why i didn't have an episode out last week um But yeah, so like I said, I'm getting moved in and everything. I'm actually, this is my first episode recorded in the house. I have like a little uh, desk area slash like workstation now. So now I'm able to kind of do these a little bit differently. So I'm excited. It's really cool. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and keep on going. Before I get into it, as always, I want to thank you. Um, each and every one of you for listening to the show. This Without you all, this would be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Anime Talk 12 That's Anime Talk the number one and two. I'm more active on Twitter, um, but I am active on Instagram as well. But there you will find any updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes. So the big thing about it is this season is slowly but surely, and not really slowly at all, because it just feels like it's uh, that it's right up on us or right upon us, but this episode, uh, or this season is actually slowly but surely getting ready to come to an end Um, we are making our progress to the very end of the show for those of you who know and keep up with the show you know that um, once I get to a certain point once we get to 20 episodes which this is actually going to be episode 19 um, of the show once I get to 20 which is the magic number we're going to be calling in the season I'm going to be taking a couple week hiatus probably like a two to three week hiatus I have some really cool collaborations set up that I think that you all are going to enjoy next next uh, season because I know that you know you may love my voice but I, love, and I know that you love hearing other people as well on the show um so i'm gonna set up some collaborations just know that like i said this is episode 19 um absolutely crazy i say it every single time didn't think i was gonna make it to this point but um thank you for all the listens and things like that it took me a while to get here i wanted to be more um consistent, that's something I'm trying to work on coming into the new season, so like I said continue to rock with your boy um, and let's make it work, so like I said, this is episode 19, we're going to take a two, three week hiatus after the next episode so this is going to be a double, so on episode 20, the next episode, that'll be my last one for this season um, but outside of that, like I said, if you want a sticker, the up, the giveaways if you want a sticker, reach out to your boy, let me know I got stickers on deck, I will ship them internationally um, ship them domestically if need be, haven't had to do the ladder i've had i've done a couple of domestic ships which was easy Um, a little card and everything like that so let me know if you want a sticker um and like i said yeah um if you follow the show let me know if you like or dislike an episode because i love interacting with you the fans and as always there may be spoilers ahead so you have been warned shout out to the homie alejandro um again uh, like I said, I appreciate everything that you guys continue to do, the listens that you all do. I think we hit like 6K total plays, I think, a little bit over 6K. So appreciate you all. Um, I don't talk big about numbers and things like that because um, when I first started this, like I was like, yeah, like I want my numbers to be big like every other podcast out there. But I realized that like it's something that I enjoy doing and maybe it's something that I'm going to pour more attention into over time but this has just been more of a medium for me to be able to just talk about some anime that i like and it's cool that you all rock with me the consistent people who are always listening i think i'm averaging like 15 15 listens an episode which is crazy to me i didn't think it was even going to be that high would i want it to be higher yeah but at the same time like I don't really care. Like I'm just appreciative of the people who actually take the time to actually listen to me when you could be doing anything else in your day, but you decide to listen to me. So I appreciate you all. Thank you so very much. Um, and if you like the show, continue to share the show. If you see me, um, wherever you're listening to the show make sure that you you know give me a a review i'm not going to tell you how many stars just rate me the way that you feel like you want to um and that i deserve but give me some stars i appreciate it um give me some follows and always share like that that's huge that goes very far in the community um so yeah that's it like i said i think the, the the groundwork has been set so let's go ahead and jump into this episode um so there's a couple of things that I want to reference. Uh first of all, obviously I want to give um I want to give a shout out to all my sources. So obviously fandom is always going to be huge, I always use fandom. I don't know if there's a unified body that's behind fandom that can give me a sponsorship, but hit your boy up. You know what I'm saying? Shoot me a sponsorship if there's a way that I can't get one from fandom because I use it pretty much for every single episode. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Just Some Black Nerds. Uh, There's a Facebook group on on, uh, Facebook that I always use facebook group on facebook duh. um but anyway that i use um and i kind of saw some of these characters from there that kind of gave me the idea some of the characters i had already kind of talked about on other shows so i decided to mix and match some of those so appreciate the uh, the post there i also want to give a call back to season one episode 10 where i first did anime characters whose deaths uh mess with me or whatever um so that was That's a crazy one because I kind of these are kind of the same ones, not really. These are more heroic sacrifices of anime characters, but that one still is like episode uh, anime deaths that mess with me. So you can always go back to that one season one, episode 10 to listen to some of the other characters I talked about and also on the other side of this, I want to give a, a call back to episode. Um, so season five, episode five with Justin from will of horror. Um, shout out to you, Justin. He came on the episode. He was a military, he's a military veteran as well. We talked about, um, some stuff about what Memorial day meant to us and things like that. So definitely go back and listen to that episode. If you're interested in hearing more, um, about how we kind of, you know, how we felt and just kind of learn more about Justin. Cause he's great people. Um, we're going to do some stuff. I'm going to do some stuff with them again. So, um yeah just go back and listen to that episode um but anyway all right cool now i really laid all the ground work out so we should be good i got four characters to talk about so it shouldn't be a very long episode um and actually tonight i'm gonna try something new there was a show that i used to rock with um back in the day called taboos shout out to taboos um but the cool thing about that show is they would always talk about kind of what they're drinking. I'm not still in their style. Like, they have a very unique thing, and they always have crazy drinks. I don't have any crazy drinks. I got, like, this little Apple Washington thing or whatever, like a Crown Apple Washington mix because I had a um, a little kickback yesterday uh, for Memorial Day. So um I'm sipping on that right now. It's really good. It's ice cold. So, mm Let the libations fly. Uh, But I'm also being responsible because I have a big old thing of water right next to it. So, um, yeah, let's get into the episode. I'm just rambling, I feel like, at this point. Um, So, the first show that we're going with, we're going with Attack on Titan. Um, The character from this show is actually Irwin. Um, So, Irwin Smith. Um, and the big thing about Irwin, um, I just kind of want to jump straight into it. The big thing about him was I didn't know how I really felt about Irwin. He's came across very like, I don't know, like low-key cocky like i know that everybody's like oh well, he's like a pure-hearted you know what i'm saying like kind person and he does this i get that but dude just rubbed me the wrong way i was like bro you a dick like what's good like i like he looked like one of them type people that especially like how his eyebrows were always slanted he looked like he was always down for a fight and i was always down to, you know i'm like yeah yeah let me, like let me give you that work let's go let's fight um but the one thing that i will say about him was that he was a great leader in this situation and so this is kind of um Uh, A two for one Because like I said Specifically for him um, Memorial Day In this situation Is a day of reflection And remembrance For those who died While serving in the U.S. military Um, And so that's why I said It's kind of a double up for him Just because he was In the Survey Corps Which is like their military um, In Attack on Titan Um, And I know it's a weird Tie-in or whatever But um, that's why I was like Yeah, like I definitely Got to include him on this list Because that's what This holiday is all about Why people are sitting around Being able to eat burgers Have an extra day off three-day weekend or whatever please just don't forget the sacrifices of the people who um, who have given their all um in you know i'm saying in the tour of duty or in a in the call of duty or in you know i'm saying at their time um, when they were in service because um, some of those people didn't get to come back home for the liberties and the uh, the freedoms that we enjoy so I always keep that in mind i always think veterans um, anytime that i see them Korea, korean like vietnam anyone who Anyone who went overseas um, at all, like anyone who just served domestically, um, I always thank them for their service, even if they're still in uniform. Uh, so, Because it is a, a sacrifice. Um, but anyway, the... The reason, like I said, that's why Erwin was definitely on this list is because as much as I thought about that, he reminded me very much of my captain when I was in the military. Shout out to Captain Price. I know he will not listen to this episode whatsoever because I don't even think he knows I have a podcast. But shout out to Captain Price because he is very much like that. Very much I thought he was a dick at the very beginning. Um, But then as the show kind of went along and as my military time kind of went along um, learning, I was like, yeah, like he's not as crazy as I thought he was. He's crazy. Like, don't get it t- twisted. Captain Price is crazy as hell, just like Erwin was. Um, but um, you got to love him. Um, and like I said, at the end of the day, people will bend and do everything that they can for someone who's a great leader. Um, and I say all that to say, because with Erwin, I'm in this situation, when he was getting ready to face his final, you know, face his his end, um Everyone was panicking. He had all these recruits around him that were completely panicked. He told them literally like very clear-cut instructions like, yo, we're about to fight these Titans. And for those of you who don't know the show, the the making model or the makeup of Attack on Titan, it's basically people who live in these walls. These Titans go around trying to eat them. That's the most basic, like, I don't know, A, B, C, one two three. 2, um, 3 uh, I guess example explanation I can give you basically these big Titans go around eating humans. Um, and the survey corps, which is where he is the commander of, they go into the world to try to find and learn more about the Titans and actually kill the majority of these Titans. So that's why, you know, um, again, he's a very, he's a very strong person because I mean, nobody wants to go out into the world and actually do this stuff. It takes a crazy type of person to join the military in the first place. Um, but, um, In this situation, like I said, before he knew his time was coming, at this point, we're fighting against Titans. The Beast Titan had just shown up, um, and he's basically wreaking havoc on the walls. So, as Erwin is sitting there, he's talking to all these panic recruits. He announces that their plan is just to charge head-on against the Beast Titan and basically provide cover for Levi, which Levi is his lieutenant. So... It's crazy because this man is literally telling people, but being very open and honest about this. Like I don't have any other plan than to charge head on to this thing. That's literally killing and throwing rocks from a long ass distance and, and literally manipulating where all these Titans are going. I don't have any crazy strategy other than the fact that we're just running straight on charging head on first, trying to provide some smoke signals and cover to let Levi do his thing to fight him. That's literally it. That's what he says. Um, they're distraught and scared and all this other stuff because, again, they're panicked. Um, and they feel like they're going to die anyway, so why even do anything? Um, he does admit that sometimes, you know what I'm saying, like, it is what it is. Like, you just got to do it. You a soldier. You signed up for what what it is, and you got to go out here and you got to do your thing. Um, and he basically says that it's the duty of the living to give meaning to the dead. Um, and I thought that that was really crazy um, and that they must carry on. Out their duty in a way that the living will give their own deaths meaning so basically he's saying that you know i'm saying it's our job as living soldiers to carry out the will of the dead and if if we're doing that while we're living then the people who come after us when we're dead they're going to do the same thing basically um and basically they charge in um now he charges in nothing crazy he's not levi he's not an Ackerman. he's not um He's not a Titan. He has no ability. This man is literally just human, trying to pull up with straight up just paws. He thinks that that's what he's going to do. And basically, it backfired horribly. Like, he ended up getting hit with some flying debris, and then he ended up – his horse ended up dying – he ended up, like, getting hit in his waist and all this other stuff. His horse, like I said, it died. And, and shout out to the horses, man. Because in Tackle Titan, all these horses are, are literally heroes. Because these things are trained to literally let people ride on the back of them that's going to potentially die by a Titan. They jump off with these gears and, like, are are flying through the air. And then they come back and the horse is just like, yo, yo, you want to go back home? Like, shout out to these horses. Uh, people don't, horses are unsung heroes in all action movies. Um, and shows, but anyway, um, so Erwin ends up getting hit. Um, he ends up going unconscious. Um, he's not dead when he, when he ends up at the very beginning, he's not dead. He's just, like I said, unconscious kind of in a coma. Um, flock ends up carrying him back. Um, when he comes back to the wall, basically, uh, Levi has a decision to make because basically Levi, Levi's, uh, Levi's decision rather is give the serum to turn, Erwin into a titan and let him eat uh, uh, Bernalt or whatever his name is Bertolt um, who was the colossal titan to get his power or give it to Armin and Armin obviously at this point is the right hand well I wouldn't even say the right hand he's more of the left hand of um, of Aaron at this point because Mikasa, Mikasa is definitely the right hand but basically his choice was give it to Erwin who's my boy or give it to this kid who is the boy of my somewhat enemy and he ended up making the ultimate decision to give it to um he ended up making the ultimate decision to give it to um armin now i know some people would say like well why did he make that decision i think it's more so because it had to push the plot along like there was no way that this there was no way that levi there was no way that erwin would have went along with the rest of the show. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens further on down the road, which I'm not going to go into at this point because I feel like I'm already talking too much about this show. But there was, there's a lot of stuff that happens lo- lo- later down the road that Armin just follows, um, Aaron in, and it wouldn't have happened if Erwin had been the colossal titan. Um, a lot of deaths, a lot of things that happened, they wouldn't have happened because obviously Erwin would have been like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. So it makes sense why he had to give it to him. But I think Levi's main thing was um, he remembered that Erwin desired to give up his dreams and die with the recruits that, they di- that uh, died earlier. So the same people that he had told, like, our job is just to go in here, live life today, fight for those who died. He told them that. And so he's like, yeah, he wants to die with them. So I'm not going to give him the. I'm not going to bring him back because I feel like that would kind of sully his his promise to them in the afterlife. So that's ultimately what ended up happening. So he gives it to Armin. Armin uh, takes the serum. He eats Bertolt. He gets everything, and then basically um, Levi says that he will. There will be a delay in his promise to kill the Beast Titan, and then Erwin dies. Um, So yeah like i said it's a very traumatic situation if you haven't watched attack on titan obviously like i said i wouldn't be talking about it if i didn't think that it was good you should definitely go back and watch it mm, that's good um and it's on ice guys it's on ice. but um anyway so yeah so that's erwin like i said it reminds me very much of my own captain price absolutely love the guy um And like I said, at the end, he was crazy, but I mean, he was a really good leader. And that's what that's really what you want when it comes to the military um, or when it comes to, you know, again, a sacrificial death, because we're talking about characters who um, who gave the heroic sacrifices. Um, So let's keep going. Um, So the next character is from Dragon Ball Z. And this is crazy because like you die in Dragon Ball Z. Some characters get brought back. Some characters actually just stay dead. But in this one, I had to choose Majin Vegeta. Like, people give Goku so many flowers. Like, so many roses. I'm, I'm just over it. Like, Vegeta has done so much, too. Nobody want to rock with my boy Vegeta. I think that there's so many people pro-Goku that there's so many people now who just come out and just like, I don't like Goku. I like Vegeta more. Just because of that. But anyway. I digress. Shout out to Majin Vegeta. Um, so in this one, this is, um, Majin Vegeta comes in during the Majin Buu saga. This was, um, where he had basically gotten tricked slash kind of kind of, he kind of got tricked, but kind of was, um, Excuse me, he knew what he was doing. He basically went over to the dark side, quote unquote, with D and everything to try to get some powers. Um, uh, because he was so tired of living in Kakara, aka Goku's Shadow. He wanted more power. Um, and when it happened he then realized that as much power as he had, he still wasn't strong enough to beat Majibu. Um, so in this situation, basically Trunks, his son, is there and he's scared, and he's angry that his dad has been beaten and, and getting beat up so bad. Um, Goten wonders if if Vegeta will die, and Trunks yells at him and says his father would never die. Which oh, did he was he wrong? Because, I mean, he ended up dying. Um, but it's always... I think like I think, from an emotional standpoint, I can understand where Trunks is coming from. It's like nobody wants to hear that about their dad. Nobody wants to see their dad get beat up. If I saw my dad get beat up, I'm jumping in on site. You ain't beating up my dad. My um, two Trunks couldn't do nothing. Um, but um, basically... Vegeta wakes up after Trunks says that his father is the prince of all Saiyans because we all know that that's what Vegeta says at all times. He is the prince of all Saiyans, which he is. Um and uh basically he wakes up and he's upset that he got beat by Majin Buu. Um basically he goes out and for the sake of his family and friends, he decides to commit suicide by using the the final explosion in order to kill uh Majin Buu. So, what basically what he does is he's going to internalize all the power that he has kind of suck it in. Um, if you remember cell did this, um, when he made that big bomb where he was going to like destroy everything, he was just going to blow himself up. Um, he did the same thing. And so he was basically going to do that, uh, the equivalent of like a, like I said, just self-destruction. Um, so basically that's what he was going to do. So, he told Trunks to go take care of his mom and, tell, and told him and Goten to leave. Um, he basically tries to convince them that, you know, we can fight. like Or they try to convince him, Trunks to Goten are like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, let us fight. Like, we can fight too, um, which Gotenks is a really – it's probably one of my favorite fusions. Um, it's definitely up there. He's one of my favorite characters when they combine. But, yeah, I don't think that they would have had – I don't even think at this point that they could fuse. I don't think they even fused until – we got to baby boo. I think the final form of boo, I think is what they did. The, the, um, the fusion transformation, but anyway, or maybe it wasn't maybe. No, I think it was. I think it was anyway. I digress. Um, basically they started to convince him to take a fight him. Vegeta was like, nah, he's too strong for y'all. Just go ahead and get up out of here. Um, Basically, Vegeta tells Trunks that he has never held him since he was a baby, and for the first time in his life, he hugs Trunks. Now, this is a very important part in the show in general, um, because again, Vegeta has never been a very emotional person. He's never been like an, I love you type. He's never been that type of person. So this was crazy to see him actually hug his son for the first time. We know that he internalizes his love for Trunks and for Boma and for Bula and for everybody around him, his whole circle, but he just never really shows it. So this was very important. And I wanted to call it out for that specific reason, um, trunks is both surprised and embarrassed and embarrassed and goten is just kind of sitting there like what this they love each other um but um vegeta basically tells him that he is so proud of him and uh basically he both he knocks them both unconscious uh so basically he's like yeah i'm super proud of you son chop chop back of the necks y'all are both out And that is it. Um, He Piccolo comes down and basically grabs him um, and lets him know that when he dies, he will be instead sent straight to hell um, where his soul will be cleansed of evil before being reincarnated um just because like at this point he was he'd be considered a bad guy for the thousands of lives and people who are going to end up dying by him making this final explosion Um but he's basically like yeah you know what i don't even care like i i'm on phase i'm gonna go ahead and accept this fate and he does um he explodes obviously it doesn't work out the way that we wanted it to but um he makes the ultimate sacrifice there. And the one thing that I want to call out, there's a quote here um, that I want to call out, again, just because it was very uncharacteristic of uh, Vegeta. But he says, Trunks, Bulma, I do this for you. And yes, even for you, Kakarot right before he sacrificed himself, Um, which again, I thought was very crazy because we're talking about heroic and selfless acts. And I think that you can't get any more selfless than that. Like you literally are talking about your wife, your child, and even your rival um, throughout this. So heroic sacrifice through and through didn't turn out ultimately the way that he wanted it to, but um, still a great, a great um, sacrifice. And just, um, and like I said, just, just awesome, you know, just an awesome, um, I don't know, an awesome moment for Vegeta. Nice little come up. So let's go ahead and jump straight into the next character. So the next character at this point, we've already talked about, um, we've already talked about Irwin from attack on Titan. We talked about Majin Vegeta from dragon ball Z. So the next one is Jotaro. So we're going to talk about Jotaro from JoJo's stone ocean. Um, for those of you, I've talked about this show all the time. Cause I absolutely love Jojo's. So go ahead and just understand. That's what it is. If you're new to the show, I love Jojo's. If you're old to the show, watch Jojo's. Um, but um, anyway, in this one, Jotaro is actually um, the main protagonist um, dad. So in this one, it follows Jolene Cujo, and this is Jotaro Cujo. So this is her father. Um, the first time we saw him, Jotaro is actually pretty old. Like, we've seen him in a couple different arcs. Um, when he first showed up, I think he was, yeah, he was 17 in part three. And part three was, let me make sure. no. Part Three was Stardust Crusader, so he was in Stardust Crusaders. He was the main protagonist there, um but specifically in this one, like I said, he's the protagonist's dad, so still the protagonist he's just um he's just kind of brought in a little bit differently because it centers around jolene cujo um his daughter he It doesn't seem like they have a really good relationship when he first comes into it um I mean it seems she knows of him obviously, but I think that they're kind of on you know bad terms when we first see him but he shows up. She basically goes to um, prison, and a whole bunch of stuff happens with like stands and everything. I've talked about this show at, at like, I don't know, like 10,000 times. Basically, these people they fight. I, I didn't really explain Dragon Ball Z just because I feel like everybody knows Dragon Ball Z. But with JoJo's, these people basically have these stands where their abilities and things like that that they can use. Um, and so, in this one, some stuff starts happening while she's in jail. Basically, there's an antagonist or an ultimate evil that is in jail. So so obviously Jotaro shows up um, and when he shows up, he ends up getting his disc knocked out, which memory disc in this one is one of the abilities that um, the the protagonist or the antagonist has where he can basically knock out your memories. Um, And so because that ends up happening to Jotaro, he spends the majority of the show in a coma. Um, hoping to be revived, um, his body is taken to the Speedwagon Foundation, which, if you remember, there's a character I can't remember his name. I'll talk. Is it Polif Pol- Polifov? Pol- I don't know how you. I can't remember how you say his name. I know it starts with a P, but um, he's basically over the. Um, oh no! No, that wasn't. Was it him? Speedwagon. Anyway, the Speedwagon Foundation is basically um, there's. They came from from the Stardust Crusaders as well. But basically, it's uh, it's these doctors and things like that that are trying to do good around the world. Um, and so he, he ends up his body ends up getting taken there because it's in like a decaying, it's a decaying state. Like his mind is, his mind is basically his memories are missing. His body is deteriorating, um, and they're trying to take care of it. Uh, but he has like. But I think it's cool because he has the only kind of um, um, experiences or the only type of movements instinctively that he has is when someone says Jolene's name or when someone tries to touch his hat, which I think is very interesting. His hat looks dope. First of all, JoJo characters, hands down, have some of the best swag in anime. Like, screw it. I told you. I said it. I said it right here. They have some of the best character designs ever and some of the best drip ever. Um but anyway, so um, they end up noticing that and his hat was dope. That's why I said that. So basically, after Jolene ends up getting his disc, she sends it back to him and he starts to make a slow uh, recovery. However, in the meantime, before he can fully return, he ends up um, Jolene ends up getting into it with uh, Father Pucci, which is the antagonist for this show um, in Cape Canaveral. And he ends up showing up, like, right there, like, I mean, I just, I, when I say right there, I'm assuming that you heard the snap. But he shows up, like, lickety-split on the spot to save his daughter um, from being shot um, and punches him in the head with uh, Star Platinum, the world. Um, but anyway, that's the name of his, um, Star Platinum is the name of his stand. But he ends up kind of freezing Tom, steps in, and ends up punching Father Pucci against the head, um, knocks my boy back just a couple knocks it down just a couple pegs um now at this point they are fighting father Pucci, ernimus um and ernimus jotaro um what was that little kid's name i can't remember his name right now off the top of my head uh the little kid that was with him but anyway um so basically he's going back through uh ernimus, jolene jotaro and the kid that I can't remember right now off the top of his head, off the top of my head. They're all fighting, um, but, and they're trying to figure out how to keep up with, um, uh, with Poochie because, like, he's got a very unique, um, ability. So they're trying to keep up with him. Uh, Made in Heaven is the name of the stand. And as he's trying to keep up, um, Jotaro is struggling to kind of keep up because he's trying to protect his protect his daughter, obviously, but at the same time, take out Poochie. So, what ends up happening is Poochie ends up seeing that, exploits his love for his daughter, and basically, he stops time. When he stops time, Jotaro thinks that he's going to go after Poochie right now, and his time stops, so he freezes um, time with Star Platinum, Z-World, and... Um, he uh he tries to go over there and fight him not understanding that when he moves he sees these knives that are getting ready to come down to hit jolene and he's basically like there's one or two things that i can do i can either go over here and potentially hit him and maybe stop this whole situation but then lose my daughter or i can i can protect my daughter and let things go the way they're going to go he makes a decision obviously to save his daughter um and when that happens um it ends up he ends up dying um, for that. So this was a callback to a method that Dio once tried to use to kill Jotaro himself back in the day. Um, so I think he knew what was going to happen, but ultimately, like I said, he ended up trying to uh, save his daughter, which I think that everyone would have done something like that in that situation—a heroic sacrifice to say the least. Um, so he pushed her, pushed, um, pushed her away. Couldn't hit Pucci. Um, and then Poochie ended up basically cutting him in half, cutting his face in half and killing him. Um And then when the effects of accelerated time um, from Made in Heaven, which was uh, Poochie's stand, um, happened, his body, along with Ermus and Anasu's, that's that guy's name, uh, body, they quickly rotted and disintegrated, so they ended up dying um so again super sad situation um i mean obviously he did what he could to protect his daughter which again i think that we all would do um given that same situation so he did go out like a hero um between a rock and a hard place so shout out to the homie jotaro um and the last one let's go ahead and jump into this last character so the last character is somebody who you know you love um and obviously we cried for it. we all wept tears over this character. But uh we got Ren Goku coming from Demon Slayer. Um I'm not even going to go like I love Demon Slayer. Like right now I literally made myself stop watching like maybe like I'm probably like 3 4 episodes back off of the last season. Um and so far, like, I mean, obviously, you know that I love me some Laura Tingen, Uzai um, but um, with this new season, I just kind of let myself, because I've noticed that as I'm watching shows, I'm binging them, but then I catch up, and then I catch up, and I'm like, it's week to week, and it's so tough for me to keep up with certain shows and come back to them every week, so I'm trying to let myself just kind of be able to um, binge when I get the opportunity for some of these shows. I may watch them after I record this, but in um, this show, specifically, we're in a demon world, a demon populated world where these uh, demon slayers obviously are out here hunting these demons and slaying them um, using a lot of different techniques and a lot of different breathing styles and things like that. This one in particular, Mr. Goku, the homie is um, he's a fire, a fire breathing style Um Love him, absolutely stoic character, big bushy eyebrows, crazy expressions, big bright eyes. Um, and just is kind of like, yo, like, t- like one of my favorite things, he's like sitting there on the train, um, at this point, the Moogan train, and he's like, yo, tasty, tasty. He's like eating his food, and he's like, tasty, just yelling and stuff like that. Like, dude has no concept of just, I don't know, anything, but he understands that, like, what is right, what is wrong, he understands that he is a loving person but he understands that demons deserve to die um and in the movie if you've watched Mugen Train the movie which was hands down an amazing movie like just great um and now even coming into where we picked where we picked up at the uh at the beginning of the entertainment arc when the boy the flashy lord himself lord Uzai, if you can't tell he's probably one of my favorite characters right now um i know there are a lot of characters and there's some things that i haven't seen right now but as of right now he's still my one but i am curious to see what the stone breathing guy is going to be i can't remember how you say his name um i suck when it comes to names in anime in case you didn't know um but the stone um uh Hashira, i can't wait to see where uh what he um, uh, how how bad he is because he just seems like a badass like a monk that he seems like one of the people that's going to literally pray and then beat the shit out of demons um but anyway so in this Mugen Train arc, when we get to see him, we see him fighting against um, an upper three, I believe, was what he was at this time. Um, when he was fighting against um, what's his name? I just I just had it. It is I couldn't. I was about to say Eisen, Um Akaza. So we know that like Akaza was one of like I said the stronger demons and one of the strongest demons that we had seen at this point at all. Um, and their fight was absolutely epic like yeah he was the upper three absolutely epic great fight scenes um and when they first start to fight like Ringoku is basically like yeah like you're not touching anybody on this train like if we're gonna fight it's gonna be me and you you're not gonna touch touch anybody on this train he takes out the demon who was actually on the train who started the whole Mugen train situation takes that demon out protects everybody from there goes through a whole train crash comes out, is making sure everybody is good before himself, and then this upper three dude shows up, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, say less. What's good? Like, let's fight. I mean, now he didn't take the dude out on the train by himself. Obviously, Tanjiro and the big three, you know, the, the three took him out um, the, with him, uh, Inosuke, and um, Zenetsu. Like, they all took, you know, him out. But, I mean, he still was protecting people while he was inside the train. Um, and he goes through all of this stuff, promises that nobody on his train is about to be touched at all, and then goes and fights this upper three demon while also protecting the the other um, demon slayers that were there. Like I said, the three um, and um, yeah, the three and Nezuko. He's protecting all of these people, also protecting them while fighting a top three demon by himself um so we knew that he was kind of facing some stacked odds again the fight was amazing hands down one of the dopest fights that you will see i suggest that you go watch it if you haven't seen Mogan train a movie um or at least watch the uh bridge version i believe like i said at the start of season two the entertainment district um but yeah you got to watch this fight absolutely great so many breathing techniques Akaza is like he's 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 intrigued by this man. Like he's like, yeah. Normally, I don't fight people like this because you know I'm an upper three. Like, what am I doing down here? But you, I want you on my side. Like you're so strong, I want you to become a demon and fight with me. Like that's how strong he is and how much he recognizes his strength. Obviously, when Goku is like, yeah, nah, I'm gonna pass on that, my guy. Like, no, 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 take that. You can shove it. Um, But um, obviously, like I said, as they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. He's using all these different techniques we start to see that Akaza definitely has the upper hand and you can see exactly how strong he is. And I think that that's why it was, it had to happen because in order for us to understand, cause they've been talking about up until this point, the different ranks and where these demons rank and everything like that. But up until this point, we had never really seen someone who was at the top. Like we've seen some people that were decent ranks, but we never really saw the top guys. When we saw Akaza and we saw him actually fight, they put that whole thing into a perspective. They let us know exactly one how strong the the um, uh, the Harashi wow. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, We knew how strong that they were, the the protagonist group. We knew how strong they were, the Demon Slayers. But we also found out exactly how strong these uh, these upper-ranked demons are. Um, And so basically, they end up fighting. Again, all these crazy techniques, all these crazy just battle visuals and everything like that. And unfortunately, my boy ends up falling short. Um, he has kind of like a flashback. We see that this man has like literally lived his life just to be like his dad, be better than his dad in the sense that like his dad kind of gave up at some point and lost his way. And he always wanted to just stand up, be an example to the kids who got picked on because he got picked on when he's a kid. He just wants to be an example to his little brother. He wants to be example and just show his mom how much he loved her. It was just so heartfelt. Like I'm, I know it sounds like I'm getting emotional right now. And people talk all the time about like, Oh, it's anime. It's not anime. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's not just anime. You get emotionally attached to some of these characters just like you would if you're watching a live action. I'm not really getting emotional, though. But it was um, a very sad situation because we got to see all these flashbacks to his past and what's going on around him before he died. Um, And ultimately, he ends up going out, like I said, like a beast. I mean, he goes out on top. But um, at what cost? Akaza gets away. Um, and he's and obviously Rengoku dies. Tanjiro is spouting nonsense into the wind. I mean, he was scary that he looked like he sounded like he was about that life, but at that time, um, basically the demons can't be out during the day. So Rengoku fought long enough, um, to where the sun was starting to come up, and Akaza ends up running into the forest because he's trying to get away from the sunlight. So, um so that's the that's the one thing and Tanjiro was just like no nah, no nah, we fight y'all in the sun come back uh we said like, we fight y'all in the night when y'all are strongest come back so and Akaza was like dude what are you even talking about you lost like you you're not even strong enough to touch me. So so was just a whole thing but ultimately when Goku makes the heroic um sacrifice to make sure that the the three can get away to make sure that um not only can the three get away that the um That nobody... And he kept it true. He kept it real. Nobody on the train got hurt. Everybody was good to go. Um, The three were good. Everybody walked away from the fight, man, to live to fight another one. So, shout out to the homie, the real one, Rengoku. Got to give that man his roses for sure. Um, So, like I said, that is the episode today, guys. I mean, it was a really good episode. I hope that I provided some great context for you all. Like I said, we talked until we meet again. Heroic sacrifices of anime characters, a.k.a... um, memorial day special for 2023 go back like i said listen to episode uh listen to the episode season one episode 10 where i talked about anime deaths that mess with me um and then go back and listen to um s s5 so season five uh, episode five with justin from willow horror to talk about to listen to where we talked about memorial day special those were great we talked about characters until we see you again so i some heroic sacrifices of anime characters. Attack on Titan gave us Erwin, Dragon Ball Z gave us Majin Vegeta, Jo uh jo- JoJo's JoJo's um they gave us JoJo Stone Ocean gave us Jotaro and then, of course, Demon Slayer, Gabos, Rengoku. Um, like I said, we just talked about those heroic sacrifices that they made on an individual level. Um, and thank you around, for sticking around and supporting the show again. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the number one and two. More active on Instagram, but I do still post on, um, on Instagram. Uh, or I'm more active on Twitter, but I do still post on Instagram. I think that's what I said. But anyway, um, make sure that, you know, like I said, you, wherever you're listening to, wherever you get your podcast fixed, please give your boy a star uh, rating helps people find a podcast and gives, you know what I'm saying? Me gives your boy a little shout out. I appreciate that. Every once in a while, you need a little pat on the back. Um, See, I appreciate that. Like I said, we talked about those characters. This is episode 19 for the season. One more episode, um, and we're done with this season. Season six, the doors will be closed. We'll be opening up, um, again in like, like I said, two to three weeks. So keep rocking with your boy. Um. Thank you. Continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Hope that you all have a great um, holiday. Remember that the holiday is a holiday for a reason because people have given their lives in sacrifice and sacrificed and for sake of the, um, the freedom and the holiday that we do have. So don't take it for granted. If you see a veteran, say thank you. Um, I know that Veterans Day is more for the living, um, whereas Memorial Day is more for the, the people who have passed away. But if you have an opportunity, um, tell someone thank you pray for you know people who lost loved ones and things like that Um, and yeah just continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be and uh, continue to be a light in the world full of darkness but I hope you have a great week we got the double up I got one more episode to put out for you guys and I hope that you enjoy the next episode and I will talk to you next time this is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk peace (music)